Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial, and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps, and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global eco.co.uk. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Free quotes for solar PV, battery storage, heat pumps and garden projects. Let's go! So Celtic hadn't lost a domestic cup game in 24. Martin O'Neill spoke about it yesterday and today. Tonight it's going to be Mark Guidi and Barry Ferguson talking about it. Barry, were you surprised at the weekend? Rangers poor on Saturday. Celtic even poorer and they're out of the cup on Sunday. Yeah, watching the game in, in Saturday, Paul, I expected a, a better performance from Rangers. It wasn't, they, were, they weren't at their best, should I say. Um, but the most important thing is, again, they, they, they got themselves into the next round of the, the draw. But I think overall, Michael Beale will want a lot more off the players. Watched the game on in, in Sunday. Um, it's the poorest I've probably seen Celtic. Um, don't take take anything away for, for Derek's Kilmarnock team. Again, set them up brilliantly. Um, played really well and deserved to go through. So um, that was a shock result yesterday, Paul. Mark Guidi, how surprised were you that Celtic, the cup holders, are out of the via play of the League Cup? Uh, yeah, a bit surprised. Paul. Also, would have expected Celtic to have won yesterday, even though um, Kilmarnock on their own surface when they beat Rangers a couple of weeks ago in the opening weekend of the season. Tough cookies uh, to crack, as Derek McInnes and his players uh, proved yesterday. So, first of all, credit to to Kilmarnock. And for Celtic, uh, now, Paul, a lot of questions. You know, just now, with the benefit of hindsight, when you think of Brendan Rogers' press conference on Friday, what he said, I'll coach and try and improve the players I'm provided with. Then after the game, he reiterates a statement that the squad needs strengthened. So I think there's there's something going on in the background in terms of the recruitment policy and it needs to be sorted the next 10 days before the window closes. Barry, he said afterwards, you know, he praised Kilmarnock, mm-hmm. but he said, Celtic, we didn't do enough to win, um, didn't show enough quality. And he was asked, you need to buy more? And he basically said yes. Yeah, I, I do think, and I think we've said this um, on the show, Paul, um, numerous times over the last couple of weeks that I do think Celtic need to strengthen that. I think they need to bring in players who are ready. Um, they, they're, they're buying players for the future. And listen, it's a brilliant model, but I think Celtic certainly need players to come into that starting eleven. I've said it for a while. Looking at Celtic just now, I think the centre of the park is an issue. Obviously, centre half, they've got a, a, a few issues as well, but... I do expect Celtic over the next 10 or so days to go out and, and strengthen and bring in that experience. Guys who have played 200, 300 games. Um, so it'll be interesting. I'm sure the Celtic fans will want the same. So it'll be interesting to see what happens from now until the, the, the close of the window. Mark, some people will say it's about the pitch down there. You know, they should have had a penalty right at the end. And both are probably true or maybe true. We'll talk about it. But it's deeper than that. What is going wrong? Mark's on already at Go Football Show. Huge Celtic fan. He was there. He said, what's happened? They, they need freshened up, Paul. You know, and this is not just about what happened yesterday. I think we, we, we could see it. And for all Ange Postacoglu's brilliance in the transfer market, for me... You know, I'd need to go and look at the full list but off the top of my head Alistair Johnston's only success in the last couple of windows Celtic's big success came in the first two transfer windows his first one when he brought in Kyogo um, etc Carter Vickers Jota mm-hmm. a 
and then the, the, the second one was the January when he brought in Hitati and, and Maida and, and, and they beat Rangers convincingly the following midweek to, to set him the course see after that a lot of failures a lot of guys that are not first team players and the players that's been brought in this summer maybe apart from Narovsky we don't know too much yet about, about Lagerbilk but a lot of young boys that may well come good at the right away might take them a year might take them too but I think we can see they're, they're short of ready made players and Paul's have always said the finances are there you know yeah it's great buying at 2 and selling at 10 but you can't do that all the time when you look back there there's been a lot of guys that haven't made it Kubayashi set a half it's not good enough Bernabai not good enough other ones no good enough Oh, hasn't proven himself yet I like Odo Poe yeah. so, yeah, yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I like okay. O. but yeah. Johnston but, apart from Johnston what I'm saying is the money's there and I think there's a frustration with Brendan Rodgers yeah but where, where's my and it doesn't need to be 8, 9, 10 million quid but where's my Aaron Moy where's that guy that they go and find that they go they go on air so um, again just thinking back now to what Brendan Rodgers said on Friday I'll coach and try and improve the players I'm provided with I'm not comfortable with that setup. I don't think Brendan Rodgers, for me, the manager, is the most important person at the football club and has to be given that authority. If he's not given that authority, eventually it leads to problems. Celtic fans, what do you feel? 0808 17 17 700. Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney, and Mark Guidi. Derek is on the line, a big Rangers fan. Derek, good evening. Good evening, Paul. Uh, does the panel think Rangers are saying any more players? I think Rangers are short of quite a few players still. Yeah, Barry, we thought we may have been talking more Rangers tonight. Yeah, I was watching Michael Beale's presser um, hmm. at half two this afternoon on, on Sky Sports and um, I think he's looking to bring in one other player. Um, he's still waiting for a couple of players to go out the door, but I, I do expect one more signing um, to come through the door. Where that'll be, I, I'm unsure because I think they're a bit top-heavy up top. I think central midfield, you're, you're pretty strong with bringing Sifuentes in. So... Um, maybe a defender who knows but I do think there will be another player coming through the door before the, the window closes yeah Derek this is what he had to say this afternoon there's likely to be more outs than in just because of the size of the squad I think I think the, the board have in, invested well from January down what is it 13, 14 million from January down on 11 players so when you say 11 players it don't sound like a lot but when you've obviously put the price of three or four. But I think in the transfer market so far, we've done extremely well. If you think of Raskin, Sifuentes and, and Campwell costing combined two million, there's good business being done by this club. Butland on a free transfer, Dow, Sterling. So the money's been spent in the front areas. We did lose five or six players in that area. So maybe one or two out. If we can get one in that I think is going to make the starting team stronger, then that will be great. And I don't think that's going to depend too much on what happens in these two games. Mark, what would you say to Derek? I would I would agree. Um, you know, I think, and you know, the thing is, Michael Beale might have the answers on his doorstep already, but I think he's got too many options. He's not enough time to work with them, actually, and find right partnerships. One or two players you're thinking, I don't think you're up to it. I don't think you're up to wearing a Rangers jersey and actually being able to deliver what Rangers need to deliver over the course of the next uh, 10 months. Um, but there's four or five off the top of my head, Paul, that, that you could get rid of off the wage bill and, and you might bring in, you know, four or five million quid in, in, in total. Hadji, Kamara, uh, Ben Davies. Um, bearing in mind the amount of forward-type players that he signed, 
I can't see a future for, for Kemar Roof bearing in mind that the, the kind of salary that he's on as well I think that'd be one that Rangers would, might be looked to, to, to move on but there's three or four there that for me aren't they good enough to make a contribution uh, over the next had, 10 months Hadji's an interesting one for me um, what did you make of his comments? I thought he was very honest but also I thought he was respectful as well because yeah. he, he did say at the end it's the manager's decision in terms of he's got to um, respect he picks the team he, look, he's frustrated any footballer wants to start games of football I like Kaji I do I've always liked him he's had a tough 18 month listen he had a serious injury I says last season right off that January to, to the May but because he's just coming back and getting up to speed but seemingly he's had a real good pre-season he's not missed any sessions but he's finding it difficult to get into Michael Beale's um, starting eleven, so that tells me that um, that he, he may be one that's going to be moved on. Because um, watching Michael Beale's presser as well, he'd, he'd said that Hadji and his agent had been speaking to to other clubs. So we need to wait and see uh, where that one goes. But I like Hadji. Hadji, sorry, he's one of the guys in the final third that can certainly open up a team. Derek, how worried are you? I think the team's lacking. Winston sees that the other week there and I think they're lacking I don't know it's in the half I thought on Saturday they were dreadful uh, but uh, can I say on Kermalok if you looked at his first three pictures Paul mm-hmm. he'd have probably said zero wins mm-hmm. I'm going to hand it to Derek McInnes I know it was all about Celtic and when the Bet Rangers it was all about Rangers you've got to hand it to him and I think he's an outstanding manager and I think maybe one day he might be back at Rangers Uh uh, if you look at his pictures Rangers certain hearts the promises that was zero victories sure it was, it was tough yeah. yeah this is the first probably summer I, I know he, he came through halfway through the championship got them promoted this this is now Derek says in an interview this is his own squad now he stamped his authority on it and you can see the difference I mean the last three games I mean he beat Rangers at home go away to Tynecastle take a point and beat obviously Celtic the, the cup holders and, and no concede any goals yeah as well listen it shows you that Derek McInnes is a very very good manager and the way he sets his teams up um, that's a lot of hard work in the training ground as well so you listen I'm with Derek you've got to give a lot of people say oh, Rangers were poor Celtic were poor but let's give Kilmarnock a bit of credit in Derek McInnes and his players Derek thank you for that call loads of calls coming in 08 08 17 17 700 no goals conceded I was going to I forgot to ask yeah. Derek where he would strengthen just well, because there's yeah. quite a few wide areas. Yep. Well, I, mean, I mean, I don't think Michael Beale doesn't like to play with out and out wingers. Yep. It's the fullbacks that obviously yeah, give, him, yeah, okay. give him the width. Let's go to Gary and the Gorbals. Good evening, Gary. Evening, Paul. That's not a stat you thought you would hear tonight that Celtic uh, are out of the cup, the treble winners. It's not going to be a treble this season. How. Uh, what do you feel about this? Is this how much of an alarm bell is it, or is it look? It's one game. You can have an off game. What do you feel? Yeah, I think it's a wake up call. Definitely, it's probably a wake up call that, that we've actually needed. You know what I mean? Because I think when you look at the amount of trebles that have won in recent years, we've obviously won the league cup seven times out of the last nine. It feels very, very strange that we're out of the yeah. cup. So can I ask you, Gary, as a, a big yeah. Celtic fan, right? Who's the wake up call for? Where does the buck stop? Oh, it's definitely, I mean, people say it's today with Brendan Rodgers and the, the style of football that he's trying to play. I think we're, we're still in mourning about Ange leaving and, and the style of football that he had as playing. So I think that, but ultimately, I think that the board have to wake up and get some bodies in. Um, if not in the next two weeks, then definitely this week. And they've got to be signings that I would suggest aren't um, 
project signings. They've got to be signings that players can come straight into that team and strengthen it because that back four um, did worry me slightly uh, going to Kilmarnock. We knew it was going to be a, a tough game. We knew Kilmarnock were playing well in there and they deserved a victory 100%. Celtic were not at the races yesterday and I felt for Kyogo because Kyogo kept having to come back so deep to get the ball. Mark? Yeah, there is a wake-up call, and I think we do. I, mean, I don't know, but I don't know if Gary's uh, meaning that the, the morning is from the Celtic fans uh, in terms of Ange's yeah. departure. Um, that, that may well be the case. I, I don't know, but, that, but you know, Ange left two months ago, and the, he's been replaced by a, an outstanding um, manager. Who, in my opinion, is an upgrade on, on Ange Postecoglou. There's new players come in. They've been on the training ground for for seven or eight weeks now. So, um, I don't think there shouldn't be any morning in terms of the the players. There's a, a period of uh, Adaption, um, no doubt about that. They need to go and try different things the way Brendan Rogers wants it. But for me, the money is there to go and do something serious in the market to get proper players. There's been enough project players, and we've been saying this for weeks now, Paul. This is just isn't the back of yesterday. We say it for weeks. They're, they're short. If um, anybody thinks that Celtic are going to get into the Champions League, and we don't know the draw yet, but get into the Champions League and make an impact, for example, for me, a proper impact is, is getting in a minimum seven points, right? That's one in two home games out of three or whatever way you want to work it. Are they able to do that with what they've got just now? I think they're miles off it. They're miles off it. And I think that's a concern for the manager. The manager does not want to go into that tournament and be in the end of, of four or five hammerings. He doesn't want it. Celtic fans don't want it. They're going to be asked to pay, what is it, 100, 120 quid for the three uh, tickets for the for the group stages. They want to see an improvement on two points out of 18. The football was lovely, taking Real Madrid close for an hour, great. But it needs to be better than that. It needs to be better than that. And right now, the manager knows it. There's 60 million quid in a bank account. They need two or three proper players in. I think they need to get to work. Barry, what do you feel? Champions League coming for Celtic. Do you uh, think they're ready? No, I, listen, they've got to strengthen. But bear in mind, they're missing three big players there in Sunday. Hitati, Johnson and Carter Vickers, who would make a difference, there's no doubt about it. But even taking them aside, I still think they need to strengthen. I still think they need a central midfielder. I think there's too much placed on Callum McGregor's shoulders at times. I've said it, they need a dominant centre midfielder. But yeah, I, I don't think either Rangers or Celtic are ready to go into the, the Champions uh, League group stage and make a fight to try and get maybe that second um, place or third place. i tell you what i do as soon as possible now. Go and get Kieran Tierney on loan. Go and make it happen. There's a starting point. Go and make it. Go and make it happen. But it's left back. I like Greg Taylor, but you know you should always be looking to upgrade. Kieran Tierney's an upgrade. He can play left, left centre half. He can play left of a three uh, at the back. He is a Champions League footballer. Now I don't know if it can happen, but go and try and make it happen. There's a starting point. Go and get. Go and get Kieran Tierney. Gary. Yeah, I think in, in terms of the Kieran Tierney point, from what I'm hearing today, it looks that actually like he's going to Real Sociedad on loan. Um, with with Arsenal wanting an obligation to buy, um, rather than rather than an option to buy, but it, it looks very much from the from the updates um, today, from what I've heard, that, that he's going to Real Sociedad. So I don't actually see him come back to Celtic. But just I mean, Celtic Rangers aren't ready for the Champions League, and I, I think unless both clubs spend wisely and bring in as Mark says proper proper players then you know we're not we're not really going to improve on on the likes of last season you know the the, the two but points and 
Gary, sorry to interrupt, yeah. but, but, but but you know, I don't know why you're bringing Rangers into the equation about your own team. There's a the reason I'm saying that, Bill, the reason I'm saying that is there's a massive financial gulf. Look at the bank yeah. accounts. Look at who Celtic have sold this summer in terms of what they've brought in. You know, so I mean, most of Rangers' work's been done. Whether it's going to be good enough or not, first of all, to get past PSV, we'll find out over the next nine days. But in terms of your own club, the managers yeah. express concern about how it works and what he's got to work with at the moment. And the club is cash rich. Go and you, you can do it. Go and work it out all the transfers in the past two or three years and see what the net spend is. Not a lot. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree, and I, and I think we, we do need to we do need to spend the money to to improve the team. Obviously, Brendan's been unlucky in the sense that, as I say, he's had so many injuries to to big first team players kind of thing, and, and who knows if we had them back at the start of the season, do you know what I mean? Would would the team have been playing better? Because I think we've been getting away with it in the first two games of the season, let alone the weekend kind of thing. This is what Brendan said afterwards, after the defeat yesterday at Kilmarnock. I always think if you lose any game, you've got to give it 24 hours to grieve you. We'll go away, we'll assess it. And the key thing is, it's about learning. This is a, this is a team that's got a lot of new players in. You know, people will maybe look at it saying this is the same squad. It's not the same squad. You know, it's a different squad of players. But still, we should have more, we should have more quality than what we showed today. So we need to go away, review it, analyse it. And then... Uh, Look to our next game. Is it as good a squad as it was this time last year, Barry? Squad wise, yeah. well, I mentioned three players who would make a difference yeah. to the starting 11, there's no doubt, but they, they don't look as good. But listen again, that, that's two new centre backs thrown together yeah. to play on Sunday. The young boy home in the middle of the pitch, again, that, that's a project. I think in time he could become a right good central midfielder, but. Yeah, I, I do think watching Celtic, and that's my honest opinion, I do think they really need to strengthen. Mark's suggestion about go, throw everything at it for somebody like Kieran Tierney is something that would ignite the project at Celtic, isn't it? Because they're all yeah. down at the I moment, think the you fans can imagine. Have been demanding yeah. that now, isn't it? Listen, it's the, not the, happened. The cup holders, that's a sore one. Yeah. You want to try and win the first cup, that's the most important thing. You want to go off to a good start of the season, but you want to try and retain the trophies that you're holding. and. Good. That's where the, I think the Celtic fans are, are feeling it at this moment sure. in time. Because Anne's got off to a bad start, as everybody knows, but they stayed in the League Cup and then they won it. That's yeah. the thing. The, the treble yeah. dream has gone. It was always going to be a really high, high bar for yeah. uh, Brendan Rodgers. Of course it was. You know? but, but what Brendan Rodgers will also be mindful of, Paul, um, okay, the, the, the trophy, and that's it. It's gone. Nothing you do now about the League Cup. You go to Ibrox yeah. a couple of weeks' time in front of 50,000 Rangers supporters. Mm. That gives, you know, regardless of the two starting 11s and you can argue we'll see what like they are Celtic might have a stronger starting 11 or not who knows who knows the frame of mind Rangers are going to be in mm. in the back of what happens against okay. PSV etc and the supporters but ultimately having a full stadium of your own supporters for me that makes a home team the favourite right away and results kind of bear that bear that out if, if, if you look at it so you've got to be mindful of that as well you don't from Celtic's mm. point of view they don't want to be giving Rangers anything um, at Ibrox in a couple of weeks time Gary what about what Barry was saying lots of people have said you need another holding midfielder do you agree? yeah but you've been saying it for long enough I think yep. Celtic fans have been saying it for long enough that, that I'm not really sure who that is whether whether we do need to change the style of formation um, you know and, and stick another midfielder in there but in, in terms of like I don't know I just as, as I say we, we, we need to get the 
that loosen the purse strings. Um, the money's there, as Mark said, you know. And I mean, yesterday was yesterday was. I mean, I was on last week after the Aberdeen game, and yep. I was saying that you know things were starting to click into place. Mm-hmm. You could see the way we were trying to kind of play. Yesterday, it just didn't look as if any of that was there. And yep. and I know decisions kind of went against us, like the some VAR decisions. I feel did go against us, like the elbow and Greg Taylor. Should have been yeah. stronger looked at. I think that was possibly sure. more a uh, more of a red card. The the penalty, I cannot mm-hmm. believe, well, doesn't you know, even get checked. Yeah, we are, we're going to discuss it in a couple of minutes with Barry and Mark, and you won't want to miss that. We're going to get the definitive from Barry and Mark on that and those points. That I don't disagree with you. Um, and I know why you mentioned Rangers because Celtic have let Rangers off the hook in a way because you know the attention the Celtic Rangers uh, now, struggled. Now yeah. the pressures on Rangers. Listen. Be respectful who's in the draw. You've still got St Martin, Hearts, Aberdeen. But now, now, Rangers have got to win that League Cup. But what an opportunity. You've got to go past, obviously, Livingston at home. You look at other clubs in there. They'll be expecting to win it as well. But now, Rangers... 4-0 last week. Rangers have got to be winning that League Cup. The finals in December, they need to make sure. They're in that final at Hamden and they pick that trophy up can you see the ribbons on it already just about it's green and no, white but there's at the a moment, bit of pressure but... on them now but let's go and handle that pressure let's go and deliver the first trophy that's what you've got to do it's going to be but there's a lot white. of football to be yeah. played before that and they've still got to improve before that crazy weekend wasn't it because we thought we'd maybe be talking about you know building up to tomorrow which we will do PSV but Rangers weren't good at the weekend as Barry said no, at the top of the programme no he made it changes yeah. Paul um, it was a bit it was a bit hit and miss if I'm being honest with you um, the, the, the positive for me Dessers got a goal through a penalty and Danilo scored another goal they're the guys where the, the spotlight's on that's where the big money's been spent so hopefully with them getting a couple of goals um, or a goal apiece hopefully that'll give their confidence a boost going forward Gary before we go to the break is it a double for you now still or what What, what do you think I'm just what's your final yeah, point mean, yeah, I, th- I think definitely we're looking at the double. Uh, as I say, Champions League is always going to be a bonus, and and I don't really see us improving on uh, unless we we bring in decent players, kind of thing. But yeah, for me, always uh, league in the Scottish Cup. I've always said league in the Scottish Cup is as a priority for me. You know, it's it's always nice to win the league cup, but when you've been spoiled as the Celtic fans have been over the years, it does feel weird that that you don't go in and win a treble. But at the same time. You've just got to take it in the chin. We weren't good enough at the end of the day and we, we didn't deserve to go through. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For the best customer service, call 0800 233 5788. Let's go! So our own Gar, Go Radio's assisted referee, our referees tonight, Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi. Few, quite a few incidents this weekend, Barry, weren't there? First of all, let's go to Saturday yeah, well, then. That yeah. was your fault a couple of weeks ago, saying, oh, we're very uh, quiet. And that's right, yeah. Nothing to see here. A weekend but, in sure. mayhem. Yep. So let's go then. It was the early kick-off Saturday. Seems a while ago now, doesn't it? The yeah, 12 o'clock, 12.30 kick-off. So, the Morton penalty. What did you think about that incident and should it have stood? The Morton penalty? Yeah. Yes. Should have. Yep, definitely Kim was. Broadfoot's got a hold of his shirt. Listen, it doesn't break Balligan's stride, but he's arm length, he's pulling his jersey, so for me, it's a penalty. It's kind of strange, wasn't it, that he was uh, facing the other way when it happens, if he was heading out of the box. What did you think, Mark? Technically, Broadfoot yeah. on Balligan. Yeah, it's a penalty Should kick. Like, yeah. we, 
we do see all of them a lot in the box and, and they're not given but that's not the point the point is you're running the risk of it being given so for me that, that I can understand Chris Broadfoot's yeah. frustrations however that for me that's a penalty all day long and they should be given more penalty kicks every yeah. week for that kind of thing you know the referees choose not mm. to but in this occasion the referee did and I agree 100% what, what a moment for Grant Gillespie and he struck it well and got the goal yeah, you don't even be surprised. I thought we were going to go with the first penalty. Uh, yeah, indeed, I've given it the wrong way around, haven't I? For, for <laughs> you. So, I thought you did look at me strange. I, know, I liked it. I was That's like, right. right. I actually I'll let you off. I was, at, a tough I was at the Dundee Kilt Walk all weekend, so I caught up and everything uh, early this morning. So thank you for. So let's go to the other one then. Should that have been uh, a penalty? Yeah, I, I watched it three or four times, and he does make contact with, with, with his ankle. It's soft, but for me, it's still a penalty. Mark, what do you feel? Yeah, penalty kick as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah penalty kick. He was stupid though, put, pulling the jersey, wasn't he? Kick Broadfoot. He knows. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. But we, we talked about Dessers yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. So, De- yeah, Dessers on him. Yeah, Dessers for me is a penalty kick. He's caught him. And then for Rangers penalty, kick Broadfoot. It's a clear jersey to let I can understand Broadfoot's frustrations. However, it's still a penalty kick for me. What about the Celtic situation then? Late in the game, he'd gone down a few minutes earlier, didn't he? Haksabanovic should come on as a substitute, mm-hmm. and then right at the end, Barry, what did you feel? He was through and he went down. Was that? It's a penalty. If I'm playing, uh, I'd be absolute raging. It's a penalty. End but, of, uh, that's my opinion. End of it's a, a penalty. He's, he's clipped him. He's went down, and um, I feel expected when I was watching the game. I was like, right, that's it, getting into extra time. Um, so, yep. For me, it was a, a penalty. Mark, how did you see it? Penalty kick. Yeah, he's caught him. He's not made contact with the ball. He, he's, his right leg's come across. It's caught um, um, Haksabanovic on the on the shin without making contact with the ball. So, yes, clear penalty kick. Do you think the fact that he went down a few minutes earlier maybe didn't help his cause? Shouldn't, shouldn't matter, mm. Paul. Shouldn't matter. Every incident should be treated on its own merit. And uh, what's even more galling is the fact that uh, VAR have a look at that. Don Robertson has a look at it and, and decides not to uh, instruct Alan Muir to go and take a look for himself to uh, at the screen. Poor, poor refereeing, particularly from VAR. Barry, what about the earlier on when Greg Taylor was off for treatment um, after that tackle from yeah, with Danny the elbow, yeah, yeah. I, I'll be honest, when you actually watch it and you slow it down, it's nasty. Catches him with the elbow. Um so if they look back on that, that could have been a possible, certainly a, a yellow card, possible red card. Mark? Straight red. Straight red. Oh, absolutely. So why didn't they look back? And well, Paul, yeah, I was watching the game. Yeah. And they, never, they, they never even showed yeah. it back. Yeah. There's clear, there's, in my opinion, looking at that, and only, and, and only young Armstrong knows himself, but looking at it, there's definite intent to get Greg Taylor. Now, the boy that runs a risk, he's got away with it. She'll so say, okay, fair play to him, he's got away with it. However, for the referee, and then again, Vardy miss it, uh, Paul, and then miss a penalty kick. But for me, that's the biggest offence of the game, not seeing that um, elbow, clear elbow on uh, Greg Taylor. For Alan Muir, the match referee, and Don Robertson, the VAR official, they should be, we've got to take a, le- a leaf out of Howard Webb's book down the road mm-hmm. from the Man U Wills game. They should not be officiating um, next week or the, the week up or whatever way yeah. it works. It's time for our head um, of referees, Crawford Allen, to show some proper leadership. There's not enough of it. 
in this country and I'll defend referees all day long they should be defending because I think they're easy targets but in these circumstances that level of refereeing is absolutely unacceptable Barry would you agree they should do what they do in England that they I, I like what Howard Webb does yeah. if they make mistakes decisive yeah they make mistakes they took off the next game as, as a bit of a, a punishment and then hopefully they learn um, from their, their mistakes so I would like to see that come into our game up here if a, a referee does make a, a mistake which listen they're only human they are going to make mistakes but um, they're obviously took off the, the next game which they do down in England I think I quite like that to be honest with you but in terms of the game yesterday yeah it was it, it was a, an elbow into the face um, to be fair to Greg Taylor he never made too much about it that was maybe another thing when I was watching it because i never seen it in full flow so I, I just thought he'd maybe connected with his ankle because there was a coming together with, with both of the players so I never thought anything to it until obviously the producer had put it up on the before we come on the show tonight and had a good look at it because I never seen it yesterday um, live at the game Quite a few Celtic fans are on about it saying that's not why they lost the game and the performance well, wasn't no, good no, but no. that was a moment where well, Listen, yeah. Commander deserved to win let's, let's get that straight yeah. Derek McInnes and his players full credit eh, to them eh, for sure but you know we're, we're talking about we're asked to give an opinion on referees and, yep, and, and referees just like the Celtic performance not acceptable yeah. the performance of Celtic players was woeful and Commander eh, deserved a win but that's not the point we're asked to, to comment on key moments of the game and in key moments Alan Muir the referee and Don Roberts and Ron Var have made an absolute hash of it yeah and, and see going on about going on about Kilmarnock they all signed uh, the boy Dees who was playing yeah. championship who's come in and he's been an absolute rock at the back Kyle McGuinness wasn't really getting a game yeah. at Hibs um, so you've got to give Derek huge credit for the start of the season now it's all about maintaining that but watching Kilmarnock over these certainly two live games and then watching the highlights against Hearts they could be a surprise package yeah. this year and yep. then Stuart Finlay Stuart, Stuart Finlay another experience well, going yep. back to, to I mean Dell barring a disaster this weekend he, he's, he's shooting in for the for the manager of the month he's and, just uh, got and it. rightly so has he got yep. it yeah it's been announced well credit to me thoroughly uh, does it? I said last Monday night Paul he's got a bigger job the greatest mm. respect to Kilmarnock he's got a bigger job well that's the Rangers job well, that's a Scotland job after Steve Clark, whatever it may be, but Derek got a bigger job in him, that's for sure. Just watch them as well. They, they work so hard for one another. I mean, that, that that's proper team spirit. The boy Brad Lyons in the middle of the park. Another yeah. guy who, for me, had a, another standout performance. So, look, Kilmarnock have um, been right good for their money this season. There's not many teams have taken the scalps of both sides of the old firm and no conceded any goals. Amazing, Paul. isn't it? Yeah. You two are agreeing. Too much. I'm going to go and watch that incident again. Those incidents. I'll rerun the Rangers highlights shortly. G A R, the Go Assisted Referee on the Go Radio Football Show with CSD Air Conditioning, experts in commercial and residential air conditioning maintenance. So the weekend that started with Rangers beating Morton 2-1. Ross County looked to be coasting against Airdrie, but my goodness, that wasn't to be the way. But they won 4-3, as we know in aggregate. Uh, Livingston 2-0 against Air United. And St Mirren 
are still in, beating Motherwell by a goal to nil. Friday night, of course, Aberdeen, that was tight, wasn't it? Against yeah. uh, Stirling Albion, 2-1 for them. And then yesterday, we've been talking about the headline, Kilmarnock 1, Celtic 0, Marley Watkins getting the goal in 58 minutes. Hibs beating Wraith Rovers 2-1. Barry, we thought that might be uh, a banana skin for Hibs, mm-hmm. but they're through. And Hearts 4, Partick Thistle 0. Yeah, I, I did think Hibs would struggle, but credit to them. Listen, they come off a tough game on Thursday night um, over in... Yeah, Switzerland and Wraith Rovers who have been doing really well in the Championship but that's a good result look the main thing is for Hibs that they, they, they go at a result and get into the, the next round now it's on to obviously the big European games and but what they need to do is start getting points on the board in the league going to talk about that very shortly we'll also hear from Michael Bale in a moment or two a bit more from Brendan Rodgers as well and Mark I was doing the kind of mystic there he probably will be manager of the month but it hasn't been announced just yet yeah, so I, mean, I, think, you know, I think, you know, whatever it may be, you know, for me, um, you know, Derek's yeah. the, the manager. He's in the box seat. Of the months, uh, you know, you beat Celtic, you beat Rangers, you, you go to Hearts um, and get a point at Tynecastle, three clean sheets, you know, and you look at his signings, he's recruited really well. And another thing to remember, his captain hasn't started a game from yet this season for sale. Mm-hmm. You know, he's still not fully fit, but on the bench. Came on, didn't um, he? Yep. Watkins, let go by again, Aberdeen, again, I think. Again, another guy get Marley Watkins, you know. So, no, he's... He's recruited, like we say, Paul, you, you take it all, all back. He's more than a decade as a manager, more than 500 games. You know, he's 52. You know, Derek's got a lot a lot of time left in him. Let's say he's doing wonderful for, for Kilmarnock. What an appointment he's been. But he's 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 destined for, for a right big job, I would say, in the next 18 months. Get, that, that would have been a gamble for Derek going down to the Championship. For sure. And uh, listen, he was under pressure to make sure he, he delivered and he delivered, he got them up. And listen, see last season, it was about consolidating, making sure you stay in the Premier League. And I always say that the second year, I fancy them to improve. And certainly the early showings are, they're, they're certainly improving and they're, they're looking at a real good, solid unit. Yep, they took all the headlines yesterday. Kelly are through to the quarterfinals. And we know the draw which was made yesterday afternoon, our own Rob was there, doing a great job on Viaplay. And it's come out Hibs against St Mirren, Kilmarnock against Hearts, Rangers against Livingston and Ross County against Aberdeen. After the Celtic game then, Brendan Rodgers spoke about that result. There's no doubt, but I don't think we did enough to to win the game. Um, we, we upped the level, obviously, when we went behind, but we didn't show enough quality when, when we had the ball. And uh, and the goal, we uh, we switch off from a throw-in and we don't win our duels, and then they get through and score. So, uh, so yeah, it was a, a disappointing uh, result for us. But give credit to uh, to Kilmarnock. They worked very hard, got the blocks in, got the tackles in, and, uh, and like I say, the, uh, they win the game. He was asked any view on the pitch. The pitch, the pitch that there's nothing else. The pitch is obviously at, um, you know, a team that you're looking to move the ball quickly and, and obviously when you're playing against uh, an opponent that's organised and fit and strong and can run, you need the ball to be able to move fast and fairly it, uh, it wasn't for us today. But still, I don't want to make any excuses. It's, uh, it's been a tough place to come and um, like I said, today we, uh, we didn't do enough. Mark? Yeah, I think you know Brendan Rodgers has summed up the game well. You know he's, he's given due credit to Kilmarnock the way they battled. Like we said, you know Derek likes to go man for man against Celtic. Did so with Brendan's teams the first time. And we say Barry Robson um, can I see me kind of you know implement that that strategy against Celtic at Petodje and, and it almost worked for him. It did for long spells too. So yeah, he, he's given Kilmarnock due credit. 
and he's also left a bit on, on, on his own players he's not using the pitch and the excuse that we all know in an ideal world he wouldn't be playing that kind of surface for me I wouldn't have it anywhere near top flight football but it's allowed to be there and command that want to do it and their home record home record is absolutely fantastic so they've used it well and good on them for that Barry yeah he was, he was honest wasn't he Brendan Rodgers yeah they, there wasn't enough quality certainly in the, the, the final third you can take Kyogo out it he worked really hard he had a good opportunity in the first half just the angle was was too narrow for him um, but certainly when you, you watch Celtic for the middle third to the final third it just wasn't um, just wasn't happening for them The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy For the best customer service call 0800 Let's go Paul Cooney with Mark Guidi and Barry Ferguson on the Go Radio Football Show after a big week of football uh, at the weekend it was a good one for Queen's Park Barry top of the table in the championship a one goal victory against our broth. Yeah, absolute flying um, Queen's part. And as I said, I think it's going to be a, there's three or four teams, Paul, that could certainly win that um, championship. But Queen's part, I've got off to an absolute flyer. Huge week for the Edinburgh clubs as well. And match of the week away from the Rangers game, obviously, which we'll talk yeah. about in a second. It's Hibs Aston Villa. Yeah, yeah, yeah Wednesday night. Uh, it was a quarter to six uh, kickoff at Easter Road. Yeah, it'll be a belter part. I watched Aston Villa on the telly yesterday uh, destroy um, Everton. John McGinn. Um, yeah, got the opening goal. A lovely fun, I have to say. You know, you know the, 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 the match commentator, Peter Drury and Andy Hiscliffe, the, the co commentator I think he gave him uh, due credit for the finish. It's gone slightly behind him. He's still got to beat Jordan Pickford uh, to get it in the net. So, but, he, but his overall game was, was outstanding, you know, bouncing back from that heavy defeat at Newcastle the week before. I would expect Unai Emery to put a strong team out um, on Wednesday night and um, you know you want to see Hibs stay in the tie but you know Paul being honest Aston Villa could go there and absolutely kill it off in the first 90 minutes so Hibs need to find a way of, of staying in the game and try to stop them but you look at Aston Villa they're, they're a proper team they, they, they you know they should really yeah. win that game comfortably Barry what are you thinking about tomorrow night then let's start to wind it up for PSV so the Rangers squad no Yilmaz he's been injured and Hadji is out of it Ben Davies is in and so is Rabi Matondo yep I'm looking forward to it Paul um, massive game under the lights at Ibrox 50,000 fans um, PSV are, are a very very good team there's, there's no doubt about it so Rangers need to bring their A game but these are the games as a footballer you want to be involved in Paul the A game wasn't there on Saturday though was it? no there was 8 changes um, and I'm sure there'll be another 8 changes uh, the, the boys that missed out will, will certainly come back in um, but they're rested up they should be fresh and they should be ready to go because as I said they, they really need to be on it Paul because as I said PSV have got some dangerous dangerous players that can really hurt you defensively you can get at them but back of Yoko who keeps impressing me every time I watch him you've got the experience of De Jong you've got Veerman who Rangers tried to sign a couple of seasons ago in the middle of the pitch who's a real good footballer but listen I, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it and Rangers need to make sure they come away with a result and take it over to Eindhoven um, the following Wednesday well, let's see what Michael Beale's been saying today yeah uh, obviously Ben comes back in because Ridvan's not fit and I feel that Rabi has uh, in the last couple of weeks shown a good face in terms of his speed and his directness and we may need it over the two legs no issue uh, with Yanis I think Yanis as he, as he put in his own words is very happy when he's playing football and he's, he's missed football for a year he wants to play as a starter week in week out so it maybe that between now and the end of the window we look at that 
Uh, I thought he did well when he came into the game at the weekend. Mark, what are you thinking against this game before the game tomorrow night? What do you feel? Oh, well, yeah, Paul, I think any lead that you can take over to, to Eindhoven would, would be welcome. Um, you know, again, Paul, I've, I'm almost kind of going to see what I said last week ahead of this event game. Tomorrow night, Jack Butland will be called into action mm-hmm. up to him to make big saves like he did. And Savet to outstanding saves at crucial times. Defenders need to defend with their lice. You know, whether you're banished and they let the two fullbacks, two set of halves, he manage. Goldston Suter, they will need to be absolutely bang on it. I don't have an issue with Sifuentes and, and, and Jack and Raskin. I think it'll be midfield three. They've really gelled together. They'll look the part. And if it's Danilo, whoever's beside him, got to take your chances, Paul. You can't be missing sitters like he did in Servet. No, they've paid more than three million quid, or four million, whatever it is, for, for, for this guy. You need to put chances away. That's why you're here. The greatest respect, you know, you've got to put your chances away. This is a £30 million game. So go and do the business. But, um, I'll just need a, a collective effort and substitutes as well. You know, Matondo has pace to give you an out ball, whatever it may be. Um, but over 180 minutes, Paul, I think it'll, the, the tie will certainly be live going to uh, Eindhoven the following Wednesday, the way it was there this time last year. But just take any kind of win, any kind of win. But Rangers will need to up their game. Um, to go and beat Eindhoven tomorrow night, Rangers will need to play much better than what they have in the first three or four games of the season. A big, big improvement is required, but I think it's within them to do it. Mm-hmm. Yep, the, the back five, need their concentration needs to be spot on. Because at times PSV are going to have the ball, they're a possession-based team, good movement, but that in the wide areas, that's where they're really dangerous. They've got genuine raw pace with good quality mixed in with that. So they need to be on it. And when Rangers get the ball, they need to be dangerous. They need to go and create... The midfielders, the fall, uh, the forward three. If there's going to only be two or three chances in that game, you've got to take one or two of them, and you've got to make sure you come out out of that game with a lead. That's the most important thing for Rangers. Yeah, the manager said it. It's going to be a stern test. The sternest test, I think, that we'll probably face across the season. I think they're a very, very good team. They've invested in the squad heavily. Really good players. There's. No doubt about that. I'm not so sure about the, the things around revenge. It's, it's two different coaches. I think me and uh, Peter have got a lot to live up to in terms of Rude and Gio. They both did excellent jobs in their times at the club. And it's a lot of changes in personnel in both teams. Certainly are. A lot happened in 12 months, didn't it? Both clubs, managers. Yeah, that, that, yeah. that's in the past. Yeah. We're in the now. Yeah. So Rangers need to just concentrate on um, the game in hand. I'm sure a lot of work went into training today because they need to be set up really well. But again, you're at home, Paul. You've got a chance of getting into that European, uh, that Champions League, sorry, group stage. So I think Rangers, they, they have to go for it tomorrow. I think they've got to go and have a go at PSV. But when, when I'm saying have a go, you've got to make sure you're solid behind that. And that's why I think he'll make a similar change. I think Ryan Jack will come back into that centre of the park and he'll play with both um, Sifuentes and, and and Raskin. Simon's asking, will you give us your team? Let's get a bit more from the manager oh. first. Well, little things are starting to happen. The new players have all now started a game and I think Jack in goal has had his big moments last week in Savet, which you need as a Rangers goalkeeper. The forwards have started scoring, so Cyril's got two goals and assist in four starts. Danilo's got two goals in three starts. So I'm looking at positives in terms of certainly after the first weekend of the season, we've we've shown a positive face in terms of getting results. We made a lot of changes at the weekend and uh, we won and have gone through and we've got a nice home draw. So everything's fine with that. The focus right now is just 
on tomorrow night. And I'm, I think it's a squad game and I think we're going to need 14, 15 players in both games to step up for sure. Just what you said there, Mark. And he said Champions League football. Well, what does he feel about the? It's the biggest prize in football. Well, it's hugely important to the players because I know it's their dream and their ambition. It would be important because it would be more finances than obviously going into the Europa League. We know we're guaranteed that. So these two games, we can play with a clear mind and go right for them. We don't need to worry about whether we're in or out. I've sat beside Steven Gerrard in our time here where they were real do-or-die moments against Galatasaray, Leisure Warsaw, Ufa, for example, to get into Europe or not be. So this one, we know we're in European football up to Christmas. It's what competition and in our way is an excellent team, but it's a fantastic opportunity for everybody. Uh, Barry, whetting your appetite for tomorrow night. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, like we, when you're coming into these, go and embrace the moment mm -hmm. you're in. You, yep. you get a chance of getting into the Champions League group stage. You're coming up against a, a PSV team who are a very good football team. You want to pit your wits mm -hmm. against these players. So that that's why the Rangers players should be really looking forward to it because the, listen the the crowd is going to be absolute electric at Ibrooks. These are the games you want to play and these are the nights you really miss. The, the pressure cooker time, you know. What I mean, you're under the under the, the the spotlight. You make sure you go and deliver. So hopefully they go and deliver that that crucial result tomorrow night. And might the crowd have to be a little bit more patient than they sometimes are. Yeah, because they, they will have periods in the game where they're going to have the ball. Um, but that's when you've got to make sure that you're set up right and they can't get through you. No gaps. People have got to stick to their jobs. They've got to know their jobs um, inside out, know their roles and responsibilities. And I'm sure they've worked on that on Sunday and uh, today before the, the, the game tomorrow. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty confident that they, mm. they, they can get the result. But I think over the two games, it's going to be really really close if I was the announcer at Ibrox tomorrow night what's the team I'd be giving <laughs> yeah, well I'll go with Butland Tavernier Golson Suter Barisic Jack Sifuentes Raskin Danilo Dessers and Cantwell ok Mark did you pick that all up yeah what do yeah. you make of yeah. it yeah, yeah. I think that's a team for the home game uh, tomorrow night um, I think there's probably uh I think 10 pick themselves. It's just if he goes for, for, for Dessers. Yep. I think that's the only one. I think every other mm -hmm. one, Cantwell, the midfield three, absolutely. The back four, obviously. Cantwell off of um, Daniel and it's what he decides to do. Um, in terms of the other one, probably Dessers will, will get the nod. In favour of, instead of Dessers? I, I think, I would I'd probably say that that, that Seema's maybe his next mm -hmm. one because he likes yep. like Seema's pace and, and, and things like that. Yeah, yeah. so he likes Seema bad. Mm -hmm. I'd probably go with uh, with Dessers. But again, it depends what he's identified, how many staff Michael Beale and the staff have identified in terms of potential weak links that there might be a player. So, you know, you, I, I don't know, off the top of he might start with the top uh, Matondo. You mm. never know. It's something that he might have done. Well, actually, do you know what? We could get a wee bit of joy with that. I don't think Surprised so. I think maybe. Barry's 11's yeah. bang on, but, right. but you never know. And in terms of the home support, Paul, that's a key word. Support the team. Mm -hmm. just support them at all times because the last thing they need is booze or make the players feel anxious a lot of the time it's, it's naturally uh, a 90 minutes full of anxiety because of the pressure and what's at mm -hmm. stake so you're there to support the team make sure you do it because there will be spells where it's not going for you but the players need to know that the 50,000 are with them yeah that, that's what I said there, there is going to be spells and you've got to be respectful to what level you're this is a level up for Servette they're going to have the ball on occasion where they'll keep it for two or three minutes. Um, and that's what the fans need to understand. But I'm sure they'll understand that tomorrow. And that, that's the only one that I think 
there is a question mark over his Dessers but that's the team I would go with played 68 minutes so he should be fresh another game under his belt scored the penalty tucked it away nicely um, and you paid what three and a half million pounds for him you were brought here to be a number nine and, and score goals and, and big nights so what an opportunity for him if he starts um, so that, that would only change that I would maybe see whether it's a Sima or a Matondo but that's the, the 11 I would go with and that's the 11 that better win the game <laughs> the manager's been speaking about uh, the man you're not maybe sure about at Cyril Dessers yeah, I don't think anyone in Scotland's really seen that yet I think Cyril's come in he's been very well behaved and uh, he likes to put himself about and bump into people I think we started seeing that a bit more from the weekend and he has a good history against PSV I think he scored twice in the last time he played against them he's a player that People at Rangers have followed for a long time. We tried to sign him even before his time with Feyenoord. So when the opportunity come for him to to come into Rangers, I was delighted we could do it. He obviously come off of probably two or three months of inactivity. And with every game at the moment, he's looking stronger and more like the player that, that I think he can be. And the Rangers fans will maybe see someday they know well Malik Tillman is in the squad. Two things on that. You know, the, the agreement was in place before I come in terms of how it was structured. And we, we stuck to our side of the agreement. Quite frustratingly for us, Bayern Munich stuck to their side and, and did the buyback that they had. Uh, but Malik knows that outside of the games against Rangers that he's got our full support he was fantastic for us uh, I spoke to him a lot over the summer he's just back from a long term injury and I think it's a good move for him so we wish him well outside of these games obviously Barry yeah certainly a young man with huge talent you've seen that in spells um, over the, the course of the, the season he was with Rangers listen it never worked out obviously Rangers made a bit of money off it because Bayern Munich had to buy him um, give them I don't know was it a million pound or, or, or something like that yep. but now he's moved on to PSV again that's in the past listen it's just making sure you, you find a way through PSV but I think in time if he finds the right club I think Malik Tillman's a, a top talent more in the next hour from Barry and Mark and Mark with Paul Lambert who popped in the other night of course a German superstar a Scot who did so well over there but it was interesting his take wasn't it on Harry Kane and Harry Kane did well at the weekend but said Bayern are a massive club you know a lot of people in England were saying oh why are you not staying in English football yeah and Kane scored yep. uh, on, on yep. Friday Second night goal. against uh, Brayman they well. get the assist for the opener didn't they so yeah it, it destroyed them it's a great move from them They're a massive uh, football club and obviously um, Paul as well talking about, about Jude Bellingham and I think Barry mm-hmm. Agrees. I, I think Bellingham's the best lot. I mean, you look at Caicedo, and I know it was just his debut. <laughs> what Oof. happened to him yesterday? West Ham, Oof. he had a shocker. But Bellingham cost only 15 million more than, than Caicedo. It's incredible when you look at and you compare those two bits of business. Incredible. The news is next. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For the best customer service, call 0800 233 Let's go! Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk. 
Go Radio Football Show, Mark Guidi, Paul Cooney and Barry Ferguson, who this time tomorrow night will be getting ready for PSV against Rangers. Yesterday at this time, yep, the game was over and Celtic were out of the League Cup, the Viaplay Cup. Martin O'Neill talked about it this morning. I was listening to some of that and um, he said they're not ready, Mark, for the Champions League. He reckons his old club are just not ready. And they need investment. A lot of people coming on saying, where are the vital signings going to come that were expected after Ange went and after Brendan Rodgers arrived? What's happened? Well, it's 10 days, Paul, to sort it out. It's a massive 10 days for, for, for Celtic. Uh, oh, the, the, the squad that they have to now may well be good enough to go and win the league. Yeah. Probably. Well, it should be. But however, that's not what it's about. You want to be the, the best that you can be. And uh, they're not good enough at the moment I know it's still early and they're trying to learn under Brendan etc etc however they need two or three proper players not projects proper players and the thing is the money's there to go and do that but by the way you don't need to go and spend 8 million to get a proper player like you know, like I said earlier well, there's an Aaron Moy type who they picked up for nothing albeit you know Andrew's part of that that signing relationship we had with him but actually need to go and do your jobs actually need to go and do your jobs but uh, just a concern when I listen to Brendan Rodgers on Friday now they're thinking more about it and then mm, no it's not it's not quite right and I'm not comfortable with the with the situation this is what Brendan Rodgers said after the defeat I've said that before that you know the team the team needs match winners it needs quality um, so um, so yeah that's something that hopefully we can do in the next 10-11 days 10-11 days Barry it's going to be some closing of the window well, the manager's just admitting there that he needs quality mm. he doesn't think there's enough quality in the, the Celtic squad so he's basically saying there I need to sign quality guys to come in no squad members or projects guys to come straight into that um, starting 11 he's, he's quoting Friday night from the press I was I'll coach the players that I'm provided with so his message now to the recruitment department is you need to provide me with better players that's it Simple, great, you know, 21 year olds at a million quid from South Korea, whatever, brilliant, great. But the here and now for Champions League, he's clearly having now seen them for two or three weeks that they're not up to it, and, and, and rightly so, you're not expecting it. So, you need to go and get, get better in, otherwise, potentially, you risk losing your title, and potentially, you're going to, 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 to look at four or five hammers in the Champions League. Is that what people at Celtic want when you're sitting with 60 million quid in the bank? Absolutely not. Who do you expect to come in then? Uh, holding midfielder, Barry said it, you've said it. Do you think that will happen? Yeah, holding midfielder. Okay, Gary, the other caller said that maybe yeah. it's down the line in terms of Real Sociedad, but if it's only a loan move, and I know the money's different, but I'm thinking Kieran Tierney, Real Sociedad, and I know they're in European yeah. football, lovely part of the world, San Sebastian. Yeah. Go and try and hijack it. There's a relationship there. Mm-hmm. Kieran Tierney's agent's well known. Brendan Rodgers and Kieran Tierney might, might actually share the same agency group I'm not 100% sure of it but, but they might do however if Celtic put a call into Kieran Tierney he's going to listen to what they say mm-hmm. for sure uh, so look, I'm just I'm just bringing it to the top of my head in terms of something obviously you can't buy him you can't pay 25 no. or 30 or 40 million whatever it is but go and try and be creative with Arsenal and, and, and I, maybe they've already tried go and try again mm-hmm. go and see if you can get him Barry, did you expect Brendan Rodgers to bring in some players from England, given that he's been there for four years? I did expect him to, to go down and, and spend a bit more money than they actually have. I know they've spent a bit of money in the two centre-backs um, and a few million elsewhere, but I did expect there to be, how you say it, marquee signing. 
one or two of them um, so that that has surprised me but listening to Brendan Rogers' interviews over the past couple of weeks it's clear that they have a model and it looks to me if they're going to stick with that model but then I listened to his interview after the the Kilmarnock game that you just played there mm. he needs quality he wants quality in and he wants get ready made I'm not saying ready made that players are perfect but guys who have played a number of games throughout their career and can come into that team and make it stronger so it's clear the manager's clearly saying that he's frustrated with the model. You know, I read between the lines Friday and then yesterday after the game. There's a model there, but something you've got to bend it. And if you're bringing in a manager like Brendan Rogers, giving him a, a whopping salary, and he's saying, Do you know what? We, we can be better. We need to do better. You need to give me better. You've got to listen to him. Otherwise, what's the point in having him? So Brendan Rogers has gone to the club, the one that's gone to the recruitment department or directly to Michael Nicholson, the chief exec, or directly to Dermot Desmond, or the board collectively, however it works, and said, I want, for example, Podens at Wills. We need him. He's within our range. It's expensive, but he's within our range. I want a tier in there. I want a whatever. And they're saying, no. It's only going to end one way. Barry? Just looking at you, Daniel Podence, can you see him coming in? Because I know we all know the model, bring them in young, but you can't do that with every single player in every position. No, I, I think it's a, it's a good model, yeah, Paul, but sure. if you have the time. But you're up in Scotland, you don't have much time, you're demanded mm -hmm. to win trophies and you do um, need ready-made players, if I can call it that, yeah. guys who, as I mentioned before, who have played a, a lot of um, games throughout their, their career. So I think he wants that and it'll be interesting to see in the next 10 days if it actually happens he was asked about some of the new players uh, home was mentioned uh, Lagabilka yeah it's a good eye opener for them at the level I thought that he did well Gustav you know he's strong he's committed he he passes the ball well and he's, he's only in and, and uh, I thought he was he was strong for us today Odin's a boy that's got talent he's a young player and this experience will be good for him obviously um, you know, Lagabilka 60, 6 4, so, you know, so you know, he's brought, there's no question there because that's fine he's a defender um, um, Odom's you know middle of the park but if you listen to Brendan Rodgers key quote we need match winners mm. they've lost Jota winner match winner yep he, he won your game so the, the message is loud and clear the manager isn't satisfied with what they've got now had they spent 35, 40 million and, and, and they'd gone you know big in a couple of players like ready made players that we're talking about and the manager still seen that and say well hold on then that's on you that's now on you but he's not. So the message is loud and clear. The manager's not happy with what they've got. It's going to be an interesting 10 days, isn't it? You yes. see what, what actually happens here. I, there's one player I don't think they've replaced. That's Jakimakis. A total different forward from all the forwards that Celtic have who are kind of buzz bombs, quick, pacey. He was more of a physical presence and you seen when he, he actually came into the Celtic team when he played against Rangers that was one player you were worried about you know you're worried about the other quality players that they had like Kyogo and Hitati etc but Yakimakis was a handful and they haven't replaced him and of course he did the business against Kelly didn't he yeah. in the cup but in the semi-final always a replacement but again yeah. that's a project sure. yeah. he's one that yeah. they're hoping mm -hmm. a year mm -hmm. 18 months down the line that he might turn out to be that type of striker um, but you're here now you need it the now did you expect you would be talking about Celtic tonight so much, Barry, that in other words, that they'd go out of the cup. No, I, I thought it was going to be tough. I thought Derek's team would have made it difficult as they did. Um, I thought they would have 
had enough quality but watching the game I was taken aback that um, certainly in the middle in the, the, the final third Celtic struggled few Kilmarnock fans are on as well saying what about the team and you have paid tribute to them both of you have what about Danny Armstrong he's a pest isn't he when he yeah, plays well, against again yeah. never played in hardly played in the championship Derek never really mm-hmm. played them when they won the, the championship to get into the Premier League I thought last season um, he was the one Kelly Bright spark scored a few decent goals but just looking at Kilmarnock that's Derek's shaped him into a really good outfit this year I tipped him to just I think it was 7th or 8th yeah. they've been nowhere near relegation but I tell you what been really really impressed with him Is he allowed one change? Can we all change one position? Would you put them I think think we're allowed to revisit it once once the window closes No for sure because then you're getting a a clear Mm. picture of what the the next nine months could uh, could look at I mean so at this late rate Mark you're looking for European football I had him as manager of the month already I think I'm two weeks too early <laughs> that made a good point earlier yeah. Vassell who yeah. for me was a brilliant find from last year real presence yeah. uh, similar to Yakimakis big guy strong powerful can score a goal he obviously missed a fair bit of pre-season he can't get into the team just now and he's a captain he's probably one of their main tallies man um, so Listen, he's got a, a good squad. I don't know how it would operate for him if he had two or three injuries, but bearing that, I've been really impressed. I know it's early doors, but you've got to give them credit beating both Rangers and Celtic and going to the Tyne Castle. And the biggest thing for me is, and I think it will please Derek, he's not conceded a goal. <laughs> Phenomenal, isn't yeah. it? Yep. Yeah, okay, Celtic and fans. And if you don't concede yeah. a goal... You've got a good chance of winning a game. <laughs> Absolutely. Going to get at least a point. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Join the conversation at Go Football Show or you can call in 0808 17 17 700. That was looking at Celtic there who are out of the League Cup, the Via Play Cup. Um, over at Rangers, so what about Yanis Hadji? We mentioned it in the first hour. He's told Michael Beale, I'm unhappy at being a bit part player. He doesn't want to be that person. He wants to contribute. Uh, Michael Beale has been speaking about the Romanian star. No, I mean, Yanis spoke after three or four days of of pre-season about, you know, he missed a year. You know, I brought Yanis back into the team against Partick Thistle last year, very early into his rehab, and it was clear at that moment he wasn't ready. Uh, over the summer, he's worked really hard to be fit. I wouldn't say he's at optimal fitness right now, and I think... Uh, the conversation with us has always been very honest. He's a player that I have a strong relationship with on a personal level and his desire is he wants to be a main starter and play every single game and, and no one's got that guarantee here at Rangers. He's competing with Todd Campwell for that role and, and maybe Sam Lammers and one or two others. Tom Lawrence is now returning. So it's more what does Yanis need to get back after being out for a year with an ACL and those conversations and options Yanis and his agent have been looking at for the last week or so. So in the background, there's been a lot going on. Barry, what do you think is going to happen? It looks to me if he could be on the, the move, which I, I'm disappointed. And I, I do like him. I, I, as I said, he's one of the players, certainly, in the final third that can make a difference. Um, the reason he's not optimal fitness is, listen, you can train every single day. You need to play games, obviously. Hadji's no too happy with that it looks to me if he's down the pecking order um, with the players that he's mentioned Cantwell Lammers Tom Lawrence is on the way back so I think over the next 10 or so days um, I think you may see 
um, had you move on. Um, but I, 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 I like him. Listen, yeah. he's a tough 18 months. Sure. I says to you right off the six mm-hmm. month when he come back there because you've got to understand it was a serious one he, he, he had. But I expected to see him more. But listen, it's the manager's decision. And um, I think we'll, we'll see in the coming days that Hadji may move on because he's obviously not been involved in the, the squad for these two games. I sense he's liked by the Rangers fans though, aren't they? they? They've liked him, they haven't seen him for over a year until recently. Yeah, and he's but, just signed a new long-term contract yeah. while he was injured with ACL. Yeah. So I think he's one of these players that's got at least another three and a half year in his contract. Mm. So if Rangers are looking to maybe bring a bit of money in, I know Kamara's the one that people are talking about, but Hadji might be another one that you could get mm. three million quid for because there has been a bit of interest in yeah. La Liga in the past. Um, but personally... I like him but it looks to me if he's going to be moving on and Mark of course the UEFA rules that you need to four players who have come through the youth academy yes. you know applying not just to Rangers to Celtic yeah. as well but the yeah. same for Hearts and Hebs it is a fact I think it's a good thing isn't it yeah, it gives a chance to Scottish to, players yeah yeah, yeah uh, it doesn't probably a big factor on Stephen Wells getting his deal as well mm-hmm. um, no doubt puts my head of Kobayashi in the queue for, uh, for, for example uh, but yeah I think listening to Michael Beale's comments um, I think Yanis uh, Hadji has to move on which is a shame because I think you know, he, he gives his all he's, a, he's an honest pro he's talented but when you're behind Cantwell who looks as if he's number one in that role at the moment and rightly so you've just paid three million quid for Lammers you know all of a sudden Hadji so I think Hadji goes and at some point Rangers need to look at their wage bill and need to look at their, their spend and try and you know, bring something in you know, to, 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 to bring down the the net spend, so I think Hadji could get a bit, but, but, but what I wouldn't be saying if I'm the manager is he's not full fitness yet, don't be giving that away because that can put, potentially put people off buying him. So don't be giving things like that away, keep that to, your, keep that to yourself. But yeah, I think on the comments, Hadji could be away, Kamara obviously, um, and one or two others. So I think there's a bit of fat needs to be trimmed round the edges, and Hadji will be a surplus to requirements. Ready for another call, guys? Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi. Is Collins on the line? Uh, a Rangers fan in Bells Hill. Hi, Colin. Hi, guys. You okay? Yeah, good. How are you tonight? Hey, yeah, I'm doing okay, thanks. Just, just, just with the result uh, yesterday. I thought you were going to say against Morton, you were chuffed, chuffed to win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that as well. I was glad we got that one over the line. I was, I was. Uh, Squeaky bum time with, with that game as well. Yeah, it certainly has changed for the Rangers fans, isn't it? And you know, sliding doors moments. So you know, Celtic are out the cup. Um, yeah, a chance for Rangers. Barry's already said in the program, Rangers need to win that trophy. No disrespect was, to the other teams, but you need to win one. I was just basically on to make a point about. Yeah. Uh, I heard he's talking on Friday about the ticket allocation for the old firm game. Oh yeah, and also my team that I would I'd like to see Rangers pick for tomorrow night as well okay. um, yeah. but for the ticket allocation yep. I, I'm, am I not right in saying that um, Rangers are going to be adding extra seats at Ibrox uh, I, I don't know when it's going to be exactly when they're going to be doing it but when they add these extra seats could they not for, just for the old firm games only could they not, um, before they sell these seats off and season tickets, could they not kind of, like, not sell them for the old firm games for season tickets and the the ones that 
have got season tickets, okay. they, they could be moved to the, those new seats for right. old Fulham yeah. games. Barry and then that, that would allow extra uh, fans in okay. for, for Celtic fans. Let's get Barry's view on that. A positive idea? Yeah, that, i seen that was written, but I, I don't know how close that is to be happening. Mm-hmm. The, the redevelopment of, of Ibrooks getting extra seats put in. I don't know how far down the line they are with, with the people concerned um, doing that, but... Listen, it's a, a a good point. If there is an extra, I think it was an extra three or four thousand seats round about that was they were looking to put in. So listen, that's maybe something that they may look to to do in the future. But I don't know how far down the line it is about when it's going to happen. It could be twelve month. It could be twenty four month. Which part of the stadium of the amount? I'm been unsure. Said? No, no, it was just no. mentioned that yeah. they, they were they were looking to extend the the, the stadium, the capacity. All right, Colin. And good take point. Out, I think they were yeah. thinking about taking yeah. out the. Screen the screens mm-hmm. as well, and adding it's more just, seats in there. It's just yeah. the, all the talk. Uh, yeah. I'll never go back to where it used to be, but that'd be a way forward. Yeah, for no, it listen. To go back to, to at least the European kind of size yeah. Uh, fans. Yeah, right, Colin. Good idea. Right, if you're the announcer tomorrow night, what's your team for Rangers against PSV? I would go with Butland, obviously in goals, mm-hmm. and I would go with a back three mm-hmm. of Goldson. Um, Suter and Balligan mm-hmm. and then I would go with five in the midfield I would have Barisic and Tavernier as your two wide players that, that would give you the cover and defence as well mm-hmm. and I would have Schiffentes mm-hmm. and Cantwell and who was the other one uh, Raskin mm-hmm. and then I would have Sima up front with uh, Danilio and that would give you a bit of pace and a bit of height as well as a finisher up front. All right. No Cantwell. Cantwell, I, I, I think I mentioned Cantwell. Right, so Fuentes, Raskin and Cantwell. Right, so, so Cantwell Aye. instead of Jack. Right. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So we might let him do it but not you, Mark. You got that wrong there. <laughs> yeah. Listen, Barry, what do you make of it? Yeah, listen, yeah. I said, <clears throat> going over to Servet last week, maybe try something different. Um It'll be interesting to see. I, I very much doubt it. He's got a kind of way that he plays and I don't think he's going to divert away from that if I'm being honest with you. But listen... No, I don't, I don't think so either. But I think um, that they're needing to sort out the defence mm-hmm. and I think going with a back three and then you're still having your width with the two pushing up. Sure. That, that's something that I, I would like to see going forward because I think it would suit Tavernier and Barisic. The, the only thing I would say, Colin, if they were going to go back three, I think Sterling would come in instead of Balligan. And bearing in mind, and by the way, I, I, I've you know just tweaked there. Sterling's biggest asset is his pace, and I just wonder with the pace that PSV have got, and and in the front, you know, the boy on the left might be injured. Um, but I wonder if there's a role for Sterling tomorrow night. Bearing in mind how fast um, the where that role is. I think his strongest position was right of a back three uh, ball accounts. People that have worked with uh, Sterling in the past. So I wonder if there's a role for Sterling given he, you know, he's a, he's really, really fast. Barry, good point there about the pace of Dujon Sterling. Yeah, that that's yeah. one of his uh, best attributes, no doubt about it. Um, he came in at right back. He did okay at, at the weekend. Um, just getting in the final third, he overhit a few crosses. Um, but I like what I see. I think there is a, a player certainly in there done really well in the Championship last year 
Um, and it's something that he may look going forward. One one thing about PSV is when they break, they break at pace. And that's what they've got in the wide areas. It'll be interesting to see if Lang, who never played at the weekend, um, the 1-3-1 against Vitesse Arnhem. So it'll be interesting to see if he's fit. But certainly on the, the right side, they've got back a Yoko, who's um, probably their most dangerous player. Colin, what do you think the scoreline will be tomorrow night? I'd like to say what one now Rangers are 2-1 two, two, Rangers yeah. but I, I think we'll be doing well if we can get get a, a result like that though OK we'll get Barry's verdict after this The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy They pride themselves on honesty integrity quality and workmanship Let's go Well quite a weekend wasn't it and then we had the draw for the League Cup quarterfinals, the Viaplay quarterfinals, Hibs against St Mirren. Mark will tell us when these clubs won the tournaments. I'm just throwing that in. Kelly against Hearts, Rangers against Livingston, and Ross County against Aberdeen. So, Mark, looking at these, looking at Hibs against St Mirren, well done, St Mirren. Tough tie against uh, Motherwell mm. at the weekend, but one goal victory was enough. Yeah, yeah, it was a good one for, for St Mirren. I'm surprised that, that uh, Stuart Kettlewell didn't start with Bereth, the, yeah. the boy who did so so well coming off the bench. Mm. It was at first part of the previous week, so I, I don't know why. Maybe there's, there's a reason behind it, but I was, I was surprised at the team selection. But credit to, to St Mirren and, and, and Hibs as well, getting through a tricky one against Wraith Rovers. The Hibs, we call them the Dr Jekyll, Mr Hyde, but Barry, they did get the win because that could have been tough. You thought that, yeah, we all yeah, thought... Yeah, it was a potential yeah. banana skin um, for, for Hibs, no doubt about it, as I said, after a, a tough game midweek in, in Europe. But listen, they, they found a way and they made sure they were in the, the draw for the next round. Um, and, and they'd done it in a good way, I think, as a, as a player. Wraith Rovers equalise, bang. A minute later, they go 2-1 up. So they showed a good reaction and I'm sure he's happy to be into the, the next round. Sure is. Hibs against St Mirren. What about the Hearts, Barry? A big win for them against Partick yeah. Thistle. Just too much for the Jags and uh, Hearts against Kilmarnock. Yeah, I was really impressed with Hearts midweek against Rosenberg. Definitely in the, the, the second half. Um, spirit, real aggression. And listen, the, the, the boys up top that they've got are, are, are quality operators. Um, and I'm sure... Stephen Naismith or the coaching staff I mean who's the manager is it <laughs> take your pick. or the coaching staff I'm yeah. sure they need to or they'll be desperate to keep Lorne Shankland at the club and also Liam Boyce who I think's a he's a smooth operator up top as well see Shankland scored again at the weekend and I see that he has dismissed speculation linking him to a move to Saudi Arabia if that's true then Hearts will be they need to, keep, they need to yeah. keep Lorne Shankland yeah. now I, I said um, and, and Friday night I, I was so impressed not just with his finish I, I just think his overall game has been up a level mm. and I think the added responsibility of being the captain as well I think he's handled that really well Cause it's, well you know better than anyone it can affect some yeah, people like, badly there's a bit of pressure yeah. and, and listen certainly at a club like Hearts the, the, their fans are really demanding mm-hmm. um, and they'll expect Lorne Shanklin to produce week in week out now that's impossible to play at 100% every single game but one thing about Lauren Shanklin as I, as I just said I just listen he's a, he's a goal scorer but in terms of his link up play his hold up play um, it really impressed me since he's come back from that disappointing spell he had in, in Belgium but he's he's been a, a brilliant signing for Hearts 
I would say, Paul, as much as you can be in terms of the level that he plays at and performs at, that Lorne Shankland is is a complete striker. Model pro, leader, credit to Robbie Nielsen, the staff back then, when Craig Gordon got the injury, they'd no hesitation in giving Lorne Shankland that extra responsibility. You don't often see centre-forwards as, as, as captains as well. And he's absolutely thrived um, on it. It's taken him to another level. Uh, I hope he stays at Hearts because they, they, they deserve to have him, the football club. I wouldn't be genuinely wouldn't be surprised if there's bids and he's he's at least three million quid, if not more. Um, yeah, is I, I think they'll need to stave off some bids for him. And uh, it's easy to say I'm not going to Saudi, but when that multi sure. contract stuck down in front of you, then you just don't know. Multi, I didn't know you had the Arabic. That's very good <laughs> if that's what it is. But you're right. It must Barry if somebody came to you and said, "Look, here is." Listen, I had a few yeah. people saying to me, "Am I crazy?" I, I says about Lauren Shanklin for Rangers. Now I'm not saying Lauren Shanklin is going to start every game as a Rangers player, mm. but listen, he knows he knows the way around the domestic game here. He scores goals, and um, they don't. I've, I've said it many a times. Goal scorers don't grow in trees. He, would, sure. he wouldn't be out of place no, I don't at Rangers so. or Celtic but I agree with Barry not, not saying he's going to start 30 games and bang in 30 goals but if you're talking ballpark 3, 3.5 million quid on the salaries well within the capabilities then he would absolutely not be out of place at Ibrox or Parkhead Is there a danger we've said it a few times this season and probably last that if you're from Scotland we look elsewhere think of Lewis Ferguson Rangers could have Celtic yeah. could have had them but they, no they bring other players in mm-hmm. some of them I work agree. some don't yeah I think there's a there's a, a degree of over complicating mm-hmm. things and not giving due credit to players that are right under your nose I think there's an England mm-hmm. seems strange yeah, though, there's, there's good yeah. players that I think that you could get for reasonable money that, that go on and, and have brilliant careers Um and there's another one like Martin Boyle coming back for Saudi uh, I'm not saying again similar to Lauren Shankland I'm yeah. not saying he's, he's going to start every single game but to have a guy with that kind of pace come on as an impact player in your squad um, I, I, I would take them take these guys and we just need to look over the, the last couple of years I like Duke at Aberdeen as well yeah, I like the Duke yep. yeah. my nephew Lewis away for a couple of million quid the boy at Hibs the young fullback. Doig. 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 Yep. Right good player. What, one and a half million pound. There's there's players that I think that just let slip away mm-hmm. and go and try and buy these players now. You'd be talking four or five times the transfer was paid them to Hibs in Aberdeen. And the thing is, and they used to do it. They used to do it well. Boydie, Naismith, Scott McDonald, Paul Hartley, Kenny Miller. You know, they, they used to do it really well. I, I can go through them Kenny Miller Stephen mm-hmm. Naismith Boydie Billy Dodds Billy mm-hmm. Dodds I mean I, I'm talking about yeah. right good players Absolutely. guys that could uh, that could score goals and um, and they know the league mm-hmm. they know what they're going to come up against every single week certainly at home but away from home where pff, sometimes you have got to roll their sleeves up and um, these guys were done brilliant jobs brilliant jobs Maybe they're a Stephen group. Thompson. There's another yeah, one. Exactly. Yeah. Got Where is he United. now? Yeah. Where is he now? BBC, isn't he? <laughs> Big Stephen. Tom, yeah. I yeah, had a great career. No, listen, they've done sure. brilliant jobs. Absolutely. Brilliant jobs. So I, I just days. think sometimes yeah. there's a, a bit of ignorance um, towards the, the, the guys. 
We're going through the draw for the quarterfinals and obviously we're talking Kilmarnock against Hearts, not Celtic Hearts because Celtic, the holders, are out. Hibs against St Mirren, Rangers against Livy and Livy, a good win for them at the weekend because that could have been tough at home to Air United and that'll be a relief for the manager David Martindale. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's too much between the top of the championship and mm-hmm. what you would probably say the bottom six of the, the, the Premier League. Um, United had a good season last year. That that was important for David Martindale um, to get that 2-0 win and make sure they're, they're in the next round and then obviously they'll be delighted we get into the next round and then they get an away draw against Rangers, which is... Um, but I'm sure that'll... Um, bring a bit of money into the coffers which yeah. they're, they're badly needing because their budget's been majorly cut at Livingston but it's a good draw you would think Mark for Rangers it should be yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean I'd, I know we'll, we'll get on to the next one which is Ross County uh-huh. Aberdeen but out of the four ties I would say there's only for me if I'm <laughs> putting a cut on Rangers is your only set your other three ties which is brilliant for the competition are up in the air Rangers for me are clear favourites but I tell you what Paul what a major boost for every other team to see Celtic knocked out. It's a, it's a club that's won five trebles in the past seven years. It opens it right up. Mm. So I think if you're Kelly or you're Aberdeen or you're Ross County, your hearts, what they'll be saying, Joe, we can go and win it. Even if you know Rangers get through, we get them in the semi. We can go and beat Rangers at Hamden. We can go and do it. It blows it wide open. But Rangers need to get, like Barry says, Rangers right. need to go and get that silverware. It's, it's paramount that they do. And if they don't, heads will roll. Ross County, Aberdeen. Airdrie came so close, Barry, at the weekend. Yeah, they did. I, I thought that was going to be a, a, a close one, but I fancy Ross County just to, to nick it. Um, and listen, I listened to Malcolm McKay's interview. It was just about making sure they're in the draw for the next round and that, that's what they've done. They had to do it through extra time. But listen, they're, they're there. That's the main thing for, for Malcolm McKay and, and Ross County. And top scorer so far in Scotland, Mark, would you know who it is? Simon Murray, isn't it? Yeah, yeah Ross County. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, signed yep. from Queen's Park yep. in, in, in January. Again, it just shows you the, the benefit of bringing players early and giving them that second and he helped them, you know, get through the, the playoff and get a couple of goals from So he's had that six-month period and um, it was always going to be good, good pedigree and uh, another good spot by, by Malcolm McKay. And again, with all respect, I've said that about Derek McInnes as well. I'll say the same about Malky. This is now his third season. I think if he finishes the season with Ross County... I'm not so sure he will have, but I think Malky might have an offer eh, or two but I think Malky deserves a, a crack at something bigger and better as well he's a, he's a top manager he's worked really well at Ross County and uh, they'll be safe this season they, they, they won't be in the bottom three they, they won't be in the mix they'll be well above that Do you know I was speaking to yesterday uh, former Scotland star Dundee United Celtic in his earlier days Jim McAnally and of course he was in the UEFA Cup final with uh, Dundee United Jim McLean's team at the time who went all the way to the final so he was standing on his best to both of you and he did the kilt walk yesterday did 20 miles yeah for back on side uh, the charity that he was helping and he was uh, speaking to Harry Fraser one of the directors at Peterhead who said you know what a legend he is in the blue tune for what he did as long as serving manager I come up against him a a few times (laughs) uh, Jimmy Mack's teams and um, he always had good teams up there I thought they punched above their weight for a long time, yeah. Peterhead under Jim McAnally. Yeah, he was at Nottingham Forest for a spell as well. Oh, Brian Clough right. signed them, yeah. I think, for Nottingham yeah. Forest. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
So then Jim were asking for you as well. He was telling me just, you know, what's going on. He was looking really well and he helped to lead out the, the kill walk yesterday in Dundee. Good old season, look at Celtic people. Park, didn't he? He, has, he yeah. did say that. Well, no, he said, milk boy. Yeah, he that's, right. boy yeah. that's the first thing he says to yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. Do you know I've got a season book at Celtic Park? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're kidding me. Really? <laughs> he, he wanted to leave early, which is true. They, they started nah, before nine listening. so he could watch the game. <laughs> he's probably now wishing he didn't. had some good conversations. The experience manager as well. Been up there for a a number of years but just decided his um, his time was up and before the game he was saying I wonder if Celtic spent enough and properly and this is before the result at uh, Kilmarnock and Barry the Amazon driver who was in this afternoon you know the one you mean yep, well Woody here Mrs Price was telling us he's asking for you so you know the one she means. What's his name? <laughs> That's the question. 0808 17 17 700. Well, tell Woody yeah. next time he ask his name and then we can give him a mention exactly. on, right. on here. The Amazon driver. Could she be a trainee reporter? You know, Have you got the name and number or not? Uh, no. But the Amazon driver. What, yeah. where, who, why and when. Exactly. <laughs> and Leslie Never away from my house. Amazon. She wants to talk about Morton tomorrow night. She wanted a full update on what we think for the Taunt. Who did well, didn't they? Dougie Edmury brought his side to Ibrox and they, they ran Rangers close. Yeah, they, they did um, certainly in the first half. They were they had a couple of opportunities. Um, listen, they, they they were set out to try and frustrate. They tried to hit Rangers in the counter attack a few times. They had a few opportunities, and then you know it's like they get the penalty, and then you think to yourself, "Come on!" Um, but then, to be fair, it gave Rangers that kick up the backside they needed, and and thankfully went on to make sure they were in the in the pot for the draw. So the other game, Rangers-Livy then, that we talked about Livy and what about Rangers? This is what Michael Beale said after the performance and after that win and he was obviously thinking about this is setting Rangers up for the match with PSV. It's not going to be the same uh, players that play. It's not going to be the same type of game. It's going to The other team's going to obviously throw a lot more at us in terms of possession and, and chances that will open up spaces. Uh, it'll be a completely different type of game. Again, though, today we've had over 20 shots and, and at some stage these chances have got to become goals because otherwise you don't kill the game or you don't get the result where it needs to be and everything becomes a little bit more tense than what it needs to be. Today's game was a carbon copy of Party Fissel or Rafe Rovers at home last year. And he was asked about the Desert's penalty? Yeah, well, it was an interesting. it was going to be an interesting time after that for him. So he stood up to take the penalty. Well done to him. For that, there's a queue of people who want to be penalty taker at this club. So James is under pressure. So it was nice for, for him him to, to score. And then I thought he did ever so well for the second goal. He tracked back, he won the ball and he played to Danilo. And and uh, and that's trademark Danilo, really. He's got quick feet in the box and, and, and finishes it quite well. And on VAR in general? It's what VAR is there for. I think their one's more clearer than our one. I think our one's a little bit harsh, but that's what VAR is there to look at every single shirt pull in the box at... We had a much clearer one on the opening day of the season at, at Kilmarnock we didn't get. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Personal face-to-face advice on renewable energy products. Let's go! Final section of the programme. So, sorry, That's I was it. just... Yeah. What um, thinking? No, I was just yep. making sure I was... Uh, no, no making sure. Just finding out what I was getting for my, oh. my dinner. OK, what is it tonight? 
Steak and chips. Oh, you can tell he's steak Hey, he's celebrating, isn't he? Because uh, Rangers <laughs> got through, <laughs> and then the Celtic result he is. That's why steak and chips. It was going to be oh. what was it? Corned beef, maybe. <laughs> if not, Mark for yourself. Champagne meat meatloaf this. yesterday. Meatloaf. Yeah, get meatloaf. Hans got the meatloaf oh, for yeah. him. I like Two out of three ain't bad, eh? <laughs> Excellent. Hey. And of course, rate the plate is absolutely brilliant. Last week it was um, oh. Mr. Singh. This week, Kathy Gandolfi and Elaine C. Smith came in at the same oh, time on brilliant. the Seamus there so whatever you get your download get your downloads do you, do you know, it's I've, with I've Glasgow listened, Taxis right, I've listened yeah. to Crofty and Gredo yeah. uh-huh. see every place I've been to yeah. oh this is the best I've ever tasted <laughs> this is the best <laughs> it's the same <laughs> just be honest what, what you, uh, this is alright uh, oh, oh this is the best I have ever tasted yeah. this is amazing this is the best curry or this is the best pasta just be honest please <laughs> you've just devastated <laughs> One of our big stars. I mean, he will, but he'll be gutted. Grado will be gutted that Barry Ferguson He's has given them. that. Exactly. Hey, with a stick. <laughs> and you know, we're still with Alea this week. Someone else is going oh, to win money. £250 at the weekend there, wasn't it? On Friday. Yeah. So, the brand new sports bar, reconditioned, all ready for you. 6pm till 6am. Oh, if that still exists. Yep. Um, just go to thisisgo.co.uk and you could be going along to Alea. You could oh, be winning £250. I, Paul, yeah. it when you're talking, yeah. very quickly, you're talking about being Dundee in the cup. There's a 24 hour casino yes. in Dundee, and I remember you, you, you used to get that a couple of times. <laughs> and yes. I always used to like, wind up the bar to say, What time are you closing it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's 24, I, I know, but yeah. what time are you closing it? No, no, we're open to I know, but you need to close it at some point. <laughs> right? oh, I used to get their nails after a few pints, I was terrible. This time tomorrow night, we've got some great football chat. We've got John Hartson. And Craig Moore. And if we get Robin, we'll get the whole, we'll get the, the three, the top team. After my VAR performance earlier on. Listen, it's no laughing matter for Celtic fans tonight because Celtic are out of the League Cup, the Via Play Cup. This was the manager, Brendan Rogers, afterwards. There's no doubt, but I don't think we did enough to, to win the game. Um, we, we upped the level, obviously, when we went behind, but we didn't show enough quality when, when we had the ball. And, uh, and the goal, we. Um, we switch off from a throw-in and we don't win our duels and then they get through and score. So, um, so yeah, it was a, a disappointing uh, result for us. But give credit to uh, to Kilmarnock. They worked very hard, got the blocks in, got the tackles in and, uh, and like I say, they, uh, they win the game. Mark switching off at the throw-in, that's the exact opposite of what it was before. Yeah. Celtic yeah. Were, you know, I remember Barry when Celtic beat Rangers at Ibrox, he said, they're switching off at throw in yeah. Celtic were so yeah. quick the multi-ball system that's and right. it's away uh, from that, home that, well that word we used to use a lot yeah. uh, about Celtic under Postecog was uh, relentless mm-hmm. um, but the other thing that he mentioned there interesting too they won their duels they won their tackles they got their blocks and so he's giving due credit mm-hmm. to Kilmarnock but, but there's a message there to, to his players more street wise but Paul the clear message from pre-match on Friday to after match yesterday um, at Rugby Park I need better players. I need more quality. Now, whether he's identified quality and he's not been given the green light to get them or it's all in the recruitment department, but whatever it is, they need to all come together, synchronise and get it sorted the next 11 days. Because right now, the manager's not happy and that's not a good sign when he's only been in the job six weeks. I've said that before, that you know the team the team needs match winners, it needs quality. Um, so... Um, so yeah, that's something that hopefully we can do in the next 10, 11 days. Afterwards, he said, well, this is what I do in a case like this, although he's never lost a cup tie 
in Scotland, a domestic cup time. They always think if you lose any game, you've got to give it 24 hours to grieve. You, we'll go away, we'll assess it. And the key thing is, it's about learning. This is a, this is a team that's got a lot of new players in. You know, people will maybe look at it saying this is the same squad. It's not the same squad. You know, it's a different squad of players. But still, we should have more. We should have more quality than what we showed today. So, we need to go away, review, it, analyze it, and then uh, look to our next game. But I said, and it's coming home to roost. You know, they lost Jota, they lost Starfelt, they lost Moy, and I know they've got their injuries now. But those three have gone there and they're coming back to play for Celtic again for different reasons. That's why I've said and I maintain. I think it's it's um, it's very evident now on the back of yesterday, in the back of the manager saying they can't afford to sell Abada or Hatati. You know, regardless of what kind of fees come in, they need, need, need to step. You can't lose any more of your first team players. So they need to keep those guys but add more quality to the squad. It's a football club, isn't it? The, yeah, the fans, things, Paul. Yeah. Great balance sheet, exactly. wonderful. You have to be measured. But, but no, why, yeah. as I say, why bring Brendan Rodgers back if you're going to put restrictions there to what he wants? Doesn't make sense. Doesn't add up. And we've been in this movie before. Brendan Rodgers with Celtic, how it all ended and why it ended. Part of the reason why it ended the way it did in 2019. So... Lessons need to be learned from other people inside the football club. There's no point in having a manager like that if you're going to restrict them, particularly when the club is in a fantastic financial position to go and make things happen. I'm not saying you waste your money and you just buy for the sake of it. Of course not. But when you've got money to go and do things above and beyond the the natural uh, strategy of you know buying it to and trying to sell it to and all that, I get all that. It's brilliant. But at some point, you need to go and get ready-made players. Otherwise, you risk losing the league. You risk losing your manager. Again, learn from history. And the third thing, you could be looking at four or five heavy spankings in the Champions League again. The next. Is that right? When you've got all that money sitting there and you're going to ask your fans, 60,000 more of them in the next two or three weeks to stump up 100 or 130 quid for three games. Is that right? No, it's not. You said, you've said it a few times, you feel Brendan Rodgers is an upgrade on Ange Postacoglu. Mm, Did yeah. you get that wrong? Absolutely not. No, he is. He's lost a game yesterday, but he's an, he's an upgrade on Ange Postacoglu. And now will be his time to show that, you know, in this Absolutely, yeah. Champions League in the coming Definitely season. Paul, yeah. Barry, it changes so quickly. What do you feel about Brendan Rodgers? Who's the most important person at the football club? Is it the manager? Is it the... Chief Executive, the credit recruitment, because normally when he was here the last time and then under Ange Postacoglu, he seemed to control the football side. Well, I think he's making that clear that they need to change the, the signing policy in the next 10 days. They'll need to go out and, and buy these players who are going to come straight into the starting 11 and, and not be going and, and bringing in project players who in the future could turn out to be brilliant players for Celtic and they'll, they'll coin in and make a, a right few quid off them but he's wanting players in now because he thinks he needs help in terms of the, the, the players on the pitch need help you could see it yesterday for instance I, I always kind of look at the centre of the park and I feel Callum McGregor needs that wee bit of help I think there's too much on, on him and um, so I, look I think it's going to be a real interesting next 10 days for the Celtic fans because I'm sure they'll be sitting there want to see two or three proven quality players come through the door 
A player who is being mentioned, guys, is Matthias Kvitsgarden, a Danish forward. He's at Bronby at the moment and they're saying it would be around four million, um, which is the kind of market you think they would be in. Yeah, Danish under 21. He might have a cap or two for the senior team. I yeah, can't remember. Yeah, 21. Um, yeah, again, Paul, obviously, it's a good, it's, it's a chunky transfer fee. Now, I don't know because only scouts know and Brendo. Is he ready to go and make an impact? Is he ready to go and, for example, if, if, if Kyo goes out for six, and, and bear in mind as well, Paul, another thing about four or five of the Celtic players, they, they, could, they could miss a month in January with the Asian Cup. Of course, yeah, also Kyogo sure. Kibawe, Mieda, Hitati, Tilio, O, you know, whatever, whatever way it all works out. So you could be missing three or four players. So what you do, what you do is be trying to find a striker to get in. You know, so look, there's, there's still a bottom line, still a lot of work to be done for Celtic in the next 10 days. Cameron Carter Vickers, they can't get him back soon enough in the same with Huge Alistair Johnson. Miss. Huge. Yeah. I know they've spent, what, seven, eight million pounds with the two new centre-halves coming in, he's massive. He's he's a rock at the back. Um, and he's quality. He proved that last year. He was he was one of the best players in Scotland, um, in my eyes. Um, also, Alistair Johnson. Um, so they, they, they two are, are big misses. And then you take Hitati. Again, don't know what's going to be happening to him. He's injured, but there's speculation. So they're, 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 they're quality players that you're, you're missing and he'll be desperate to get them back as quickly as possible. And you agree with Mark, they couldn't afford to lose Hatati during this window, could they? Only if they bring in a direct replacement or even two. Um, but I would be surprised. But that depends on if somebody's willing to pay. I, I don't know, what did they pay for Hatati? A couple of million pounds at Something the most. Like that, if somebody yeah. comes in with a... Ten million pound offer, they might they might look at it, but they, they can't let them go without replacing them. No chance. Turn our attention the last few minutes to Rangers tomorrow night, Barry. How much are you looking forward to, I, to the I, game? Honestly, I'm really looking yeah. forward to it. These are the games there. They're, they're, they're special occasions, you know. What I mean, and then there's a lot riding on it as well. Um, it's not just the the fact that you've got a real chance of getting into the Champions League group stages. Um, it's the finances that come with that as well which could be huge for Rangers going forward so yeah I, I can't wait for it um, I'm sure they'll be up for it they know it's at stake um, you're coming up against a, a very good team so bring it on and, and see what happens but I, I feel Rangers do need to go for the game tomorrow mm. they need to take a result over Eindhoven let's hear from the manager it's about setting the second leg up. We know we need to go across to Eindhoven and put in a fantastic performance regardless of what happens tomorrow night. Tomorrow night is the first look of two very good teams coming up against each other. I think we're up against a formidable opponent. It's When I look at the draw of the other legs, then I think we're saying we're playing against probably the strongest side we could play right now. It's a real big opportunity for the club, for the players and the fans and everybody. And so... I'm looking for us to show a real strong foot in the first leg and set up the second leg in Eindhoven. Mark? Yeah, it's a game changer for me in two fronts. Financially, it's a game changer over the two legs. Of course, it's 30 million quid. And for Michael Beale as a coach, it's a game changer for him. If he can win this tie, I think it goes to show beyond all doubt that he deserves to be the Rangers manager. If he loses, I think serious question marks remain over his suitability to be the, the Rangers manager because that basically means he would have failed every big test that he's come up against in nine months it's not good enough so it's a big one for him but the trouble for him is he just 
pointed error Paul they're up against it I'd make PSV 60-40 favourites but it's not out with Rangers over 180 minutes or extra time to go and win the tie but his players need to be absolutely tip top and so does he in terms of who he picks and how he sets them up the fact that there's going to be European football anyway Barry will that allow them to relax slightly I mean the psychology of it because if they don't win over the two legs then there's still Europa League it's a massive confidence booster Paul because you You've been drawn against the, the best team that you could have been drawn against out of all the clubs. But listen, go get a result, go over to Heinhoven, you've got something to hold on to and don't let that go. That's what they've got to go with. They've got to go into the game with that sort of mindset. Make sure they come, whether it's 1 0, 2 1, 3 2, just make sure you take a, a lead over to Eindhoven and then when you've got that lead, don't let it go. Key players for tomorrow night then. Who's going to grip this Everybody. for Rangers? Yeah. Every, I, yeah. I, I'm saying this. Honestly, I think everybody needs to bring their A game tomorrow night. And if they do that, they've got a chance to win. Mate, they're beatable PSV. Mm, sure. I know this amazing team. They're a very good team. But they're beatable. They've got to remember that. Because Rangers have got players that on their day can make the difference as well. So it's a big one and I'm sure I'm confident mm. enough they can get that important win to take over to Heinhoven. Mark, what do you think will happen tomorrow night? I think it could be a score draw tomorrow night, Paul. I I think it could be two each uh, tomorrow night. Um, Ibrox, it's not ideal, but just don't don't lose a game. I agree with Barry. Go and try and win it like they did with with, with Servette. Take something over there and put the onus right on on PSV. I agree that that, that Rangers can win tomorrow night. 50,000 fans, of course, but something tells me a draw tomorrow night and it's all to play for a nine hole on a week on Wednesday. Barry, you'll be here on Wednesday speaking with Peter Grant and the listeners. What do you think the scoreline's going to be tomorrow? I'm confident Rangers going to win the game 2-1 Thanks so much Barry See you on Still Wednesday Still going to be close but yep. listen 50,000 fans behind them go and do the business Thank you Mark Here tomorrow night at 5 Craig Moore and John Hartson The news is next and then Jokal Day The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy Personal face-to-face advice on renewable energy products Let's go!